Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. This is my going partner, Anthony. It's a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how you been? Haven't seen you uh, in a few days, actually. Yeah, we last saw each other in the park. I was working out. Um, yeah. I can walk around now, so uh, <laughs> working out. It's uh, good. Trying to get out of the house amidst this lockdown. Yeah. Well, what we did is that the reason me and Anthony saw each other is that me personally, because my dojo was supposed to reopen, but we didn't get to reopen, is that I decided to do a Saturday practice in the park. So uh, people bring their rolling mats. So we have a little bit of, um, we have a few mats to get thrown onto and stuff. Nothing too crazy, you know, just we had, uh, how many people we had? Uh, what? It was like or six, six, six or seven. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. A small class. So Anthony, since he can't do anything, was uh, showing off his muscles and his muscle shirt in the park, you know, doing some pull-ups, you know, trying to look real big. <laughs> can't do lower body, so I keep the upper body, right? Well, one leg of squats, man. One leg of squats. <laughs> I was doing that too, actually. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how we saw each other. Like, I really encourage people to try to get judo done any way they can. We're doing some stuff in the park. Our head instructor, Philippe Morote, is also doing some practice in the park as well. He's doing his over... Um, in Los Angeles, it's um, over by the Beverly Center. That's where, his do- mm-hmm. that's where he's doing the park at. And me, I'm doing it over here in Hollywood, or East Hollywood, I think it's called. Yeah, now. and if you don't have anyone to uh, practice with, um, don't forget to practice your kemi, your break falls. They're really important, and you don't really need a partner to practice that. Um, you can just YouTube it. Um, there's plenty of solo drills that you can do. You can Even do mats. Yeah, you can do ukemis, get some uchikomi bands. What I like to do sometimes when I practice with myself is I fill up my old army duffel bag with a bunch of geese. I just lift that thing up for Iponsuke Onagi, Katagruma. I even do Taitoshi with it. There's a lot of different ways you can work out, working up against a wall. Yeah. If, um, actually, if you look at my Instagram channel, I actually, my Instagram, I actually have all those workouts on there. So yeah. if you want to follow me there, you see all my workouts there. Okay. So we got a, a few. Ep- yeah, we got a, we got a listener's e- email uh, referring okay. to episode six when we talked about the different rule sets. That's when we talked about uh, Kosen, fight to win, and all that kind of stuff. And Juan mentioned um, a tournament out in Santa Clara where it was two epons is a win, right? And Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the email. So Tatami Talk. In episode six, you spoke about a tournament in Santa Clara, California. It's called Evo Sports Expo and had competitions in several events, including judo. Unfortunately, it's canceled this year due to COVID-19. The judo event was called Legacy Judo, and I've added a link about it from a previous year. So it's evolutionsportsexpo.net um, yeah. slash legacy dash judo dash tournament. But yeah, so regards, Judo Guy 234. Yeah, so thanks, Judo Guy uh, 234. So I guess you're a Bay Area guy also, just like me, South Bay, San Jose all day. <laughs> <laughs> So I looked up the tournament afterwards after we got this thing. And I guess it's not just South Bay anymore because the one I saw was it was two years in a row in Santa Clara. But the one that was supposed to happen this year apparently was supposed to be in Sacramento I saw. That's when it got canceled, oh. unfortunately. But I couldn't find anything about the rule sets. When I kept clicking on the rules to register and look at stuff, really? instead of sending me to the Muay Thai page <laughs> on the thing. I was like, I don't want to do for Muay Thai. It's a trap. It's not, yeah. it's not Judo Guy 234. It's actually a Muay Thai Guy 123. <laughs> it's Muay Thai Guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was rereading again. And yeah, it was two Ipons per win. Um, mm. Also, they didn't seem like they had from what they gave in their summary that they didn't have set weight classes also. It was more going to be about Similar weight, like similar high, uh, middle middleweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight kind of thing. Yeah, something yeah. like that. 
but I didn't get to see how long the matches were going to be again. So I, I remember, I can't remember if it was going to be three minute matches or four minute matches. I can't remember how long it was. I remember just thinking like, man, if it was a straight four minute match for only two, you had to get two epons, mm-hmm. I would be dying by the end. <laughs> I would just, I think by four minutes, I'll be like, like, just throw me. Just, I'll just go. Did I'll you, go with it. Did you compete um, during that time when the Wazari stack up and don't add up yes, the epon? I, I, I was I, dying. And- <laughs> I had a heart attack one time. I was, like, I, I was crawling on the mat. I remember what time this sensei, one of the coach, you know, it was one of the rest. I got, like, I have a Wazari or something. And he's like, up. And I'm just like looking at him like, huh? Up, up. I was like, I can't get up right now. One of, uh, I crawled, I think, two steps. <laughs> one of my senseis' match lasted like 35 minutes. Um, 35 minutes? Yeah, it was golden score plus... Um, they, it, funny enough, if I remember, they tore each other's pants. So they <laughs> each had to like, find a replacement. So like between that and everything, it was like 30-something minutes. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's killer right there. But, yeah. That used to be, they used to have that more often back in the 90s and stuff when they would have mm-hmm. Ultimate Golden Score, I think it was. Or the late 90s, or I can't remember exactly, but yeah, that happened to be a problem for a little while. Yeah. But yeah, can you imagine doing a match for four <laughs> minutes straight or three minutes straight? That's just tough enough. Yeah. Two epons. And I'm hoping it was that he was at the epon also. Because if it's just like it has to be two epons, I'd be like, I'm dying. I, yeah. I, if I, I get four Wazadis, I'll be good. I think it's worse <laughs> for beginners because, um, because you know how beginners fight, right? They're just off the bat strength, muscle, yeah. and then no one's really throwing each other or getting a score, so it lasts mm. even longer. And yeah, stiff <laughs> arms all going hard and stuff, trying to throw each other. Oh man. Anyway, so um, another thing we want to clarify is we actually got another some listener feedback about um, how we're <laughs> hating on BJJ. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how you got that because we were talking about fight to win judo rule sets which isn't yeah which technically isn't bjj but we don't hate bjj i train bjj um i love it um i think i i think it's like just the same art as judo but a different sport and it's gone off in a different direction it's its own thing and it's awesome and they kind of complete each other right it's kind of like having hot dog and having a hot dog and you have to have ketchup and mustard like you no, so you have a hot dog you have that bread okay you have that yeah, bread to go yeah, with the hot sure. dog. <laughs> but it's like condiments right you can either have yeah. one or the other but they don't really replace each other right so yeah yeah we don't hate bjj so, if we, we uh, don't come we don't off hate BJJ. if you think i hate bjj i don't hate bjj i like brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. people think that i'm a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy because i'm really good at newaza and when I go to different places, it's like when I first started doing catch wrestling a few years ago, they thought I was like some BJJ guy. I was like, no, nah, I'm a judo player and wrestler. I'm not a BJJ guy. Even though I will say this, I did get a blue belt in BJJ when I was in college. I don't tell most people that, but I guess the whole world's going to know now. Yes, I am a blue belt in BJJ, but I'm also a black belt in judo. I'm, so. I'm coming up as a, a two-year white belt in BJJ because <laughs> I, I don't go that often. And also my... Uh, I just never got promoted. I think I never showed up to yeah. the days that they were a promotion because I was at judo. So uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't even know what I would be nowadays. I hear people say that because I'm good at Nawaza and because I'm a judo black belt, that I would be minimum purple belt. Nowadays, I think most belts. black belts in a tournament get placed in the blue belt category. But yeah. Anyway, we don't hate BJJ. We were just yeah. talking about the rule sets, and there's plenty of things wrong with the judo <laughs> rule sets too, which we can do a whole episode about. But yeah. yeah. We, we can only talk from our experiences. It's all BJJ. grappling. It's all <laughs> grappling, guys. 
cross training. We have a lot of BCJ guys. It's all, that are doing it's all Nawaza guys. It's all Nawaza. <laughs> we're going to get a shot. Like someone's going to show up. <laughs> Any BJJ place wants to invite us over and stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. I got love for you guys. All right. I got love for the BJJ. I got love for the jujitsu out there. All right. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about inevitably the American judo development model, the AJDM. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Dave That's Roman, the big new thing. yeah, Dave Roman beat us to it on his judo chop suey podcast. He talked about it. Um, I had some Reddit conversations <laughs> with him about some of my opinions. But um, what do you think about it, Juan? So when I read over it, I read over it a couple times and stuff. I keep looking at it and. When it just when I first read it, it sounded a lot to me just like stuff you hear at the national tournaments. Like if you ever go to the coaching clinics at any of the winter nationals, summer nationals, USA nationals, it's pretty much the same exact stuff they tell you there, how to develop judo and how to teach your student. I've I've heard this before, I've heard this for years. It's just now seen it on paper for the first time. Yeah. Um, I do know when it came out, uh, I did hear a lot of I heard another parent that we work out with and uh, I heard you yourself say this very similar mm-hmm. to what they have in Canada and Europe already. So I don't know if we just borrowed from their styles and just wrote it our own or yeah, actually, so- it's, it's a little bit of it actually kind of sounds a little bit like what Travis Steve what Travis Steele was saying a couple months like a month ago in his podcast. Yeah, but his was like uh, a frame a financial framework and how to support how how the money comes in and how how it goes out and how you basically feed in and grow judo as a business essentially um this like for for context since we didn't talk about it we're not going to it's pretty long um pdf document so i'm not going to go too much into it but it's a very high level um framework on um different stages of development of a judo athlete there's a age-based model and a skill-based model and it's supposed to cover both um competitive athletes that are future um national athletes and also adults that just came in or people who might not be the most athletic talented people that want to do it like for competition or for recreation yeah but i i do think the at at a high level at least it's definitely lacking information on how it addresses um more recreational and older and injured and disabled players right judo okay, players disable i i can hear you on that one yeah like uh we we have spe- um sensei the sensei from um kenji from uh sawtell teaches um helps teaches special needs mm-hmm. so um obviously that's a very niche category and i i personally also looked into how i can um volunteer teaching blind judo yeah and there used to be a program in la but i can't find any information about it so there it used to be at LACC, apparently. I used to know, because it used to be at LACC. Mm-hmm. Nishioka used to do it there, because right next to LACC is actually the, the Braille Institute for the yeah. line and stuff right next to it. I've go by so it, yeah. Yeah, so I think they, what they do is that like, their PE program was mm-hmm. with LACC, and that's how they had blind players there. Uh, we actually almost at our dojo at Hollywood, we almost had a blind player one time uh, come practice with us. He came over, like he also brought him over mm-hmm. and they talked to us we explained to him that we don't work with someone we've worked with deaf people before mm-hmm. we've worked with mental handicapped people before because we actually had the swedish na- mental handicapped team yeah. come visit us and we did a work program with them for a week it was really yeah. cool so we've done this stuff before but we've never done it with a blind person which to me i think would maybe be easier because <laughs> i could just like put them where to go <laughs> i guess where when i'm when i work with our uh 
our deaf person, I, I have to show them everything. Mm -hmm. Like, look at how I'm doing this. And I find them like a pull here, let go here. Look at my leg, sweep harder. I fought so, uh, I fought a hearing impaired person in my first brown belt tournament. And he he was a black belt. He like obliterated me, <laughs> and then he was on the floor like crushing crushing me with a kiss of his helmet. And then the, <laughs> the and the ref was like mate mate, and he totally forgot to touch him to touch to him touch to stop. Him, yeah. And I'm just like he said mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're just so, looking at it like let me up. I can't breathe. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I told I personally, I mean, I'm not that great at judo. Um, I'm not super competitive, but I totally believe in the whole judo for everyone thing. I want to help spread judo to everyone. I don't think you need to be naturally athletic or gifted to enjoy judo or reap the benefits. And I mean, you, you see this in a lot of the coaching clinics and advertisements and that IGF puts out. But I mean, as far as we can tell as far as i can tell i don't really see us in the u.s actually um promoting that it we well, really we're very competition focused we are competition focused but i think also when people see judo they kind of see how aggressive we are mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't see it as like um oh if i have a handicap can i do this you know yeah like uh, when i was in wrestling we used to see there used to be like kids with one arm kids with mm-hmm. one leg doing wrestling and it's really hard to get a double leg on a kid with one leg. Let me tell you that much. So <laughs> shoot a single, I swear. Only shoot a single. Well, there is it, it's impossible. There isn't another leg. So. I know. It's really, that's, that's why it's so hard. But, um, but no, it's, I think that people, they think that grappling is going to be too hard mm-hmm. for them to do because like, they can't understand all that. Oh, they have to pull, they have to see. And I actually think that for someone with a disability of like hear, loss of a sight or hearing or something, I think grappling would actually be better for them. Yeah. It's a single sport. You depend only on yourself. You have to Especially judo yourself. is all about feel. Like yeah, it's all about not. Feeling. It's not like boxing or something. So <laughs> yeah, to get feeling a fist in your face. Well, imagine bo- yeah, imagine boxing blind, right? So oh man, that's you can't. <laughs> that I don't think could you box or kickbox blind. Ah, definitely grapple. I'm not sure about but boxing. It goes back to what we said in previous episodes. We're doing a really bad job at advertising in judo. So um, true. This. True. I, I think this back to the AJDM. I don't yeah, think it, the, I, yeah. I don't think it addresses the pipeline issue we have not having enough incoming judokas, whether they're kids or um, adults or teenagers. Yeah, we're just creating this model for a a, a demand that's not there. So well, I think they're also trying to like make a set guideline of rules and mm-hmm. regulations or just a, a ladder that people can step to when they start doing judo they can see this and to help people teach also like help them well this is what you guys can teach too like what's the first age bracket see section one from five, five to, to eight uh, five, five usually the minimum yeah even though they start early in japan and some european eastern european countries so yeah so it's just i think it's just trying to build a framework of like mm-hmm. what to teach your students so like everyone in the united states everyone in america kind of all follow the same guideline somewhat so it's gonna be he, tough it's gonna be tough because everybody yep. want to do their own thing so i have two parts of that is um mm-hmm. one think about so the insurance requires you to be a shodan to run a class by yourself or open a dojo like i as a brown belt cannot go out there and run a class for example yeah um i mean technically i can but then i'm not covered by the liability insurance from usa judo right mm-hmm. so Think about how long it takes to get a black belt short on in America. By then, 
I feel like most shodans would already know most of this stuff or have their own way of doing things that they're not going to decide to change, right? Do you agree with that statement? Like, No, I... No, I, I do and I don't because it's... Um, would, would you run class differently after you read this, for example? I think if I read this, I even as just an experiment, mm-hmm. I would try to run my class to this. Like, I would try it at first. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't work for me, like most people, I'll try to start leaving stuff out, forgetting stuff, not using it. I'm going to do what's work for, what works for me and what do mm-hmm. I like to teach. That's how everyone's going to be, okay? Like, we're all doing this out of the kindness of our hearts because we love teaching judo. We're not getting rich off this yet, yeah. one day, hopefully. <laughs> Who knows? But with this, I think it adds a framework like how to teach because you're going to get some people that are like, they're really good competition players or something. Mm-hmm. And they're just guys that do it on the side and they move to an area. Like, say you're good at judo. Okay, you're not great. You're decent at judo. You move to an area that doesn't have any judo. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Open, what are you going to quit judo? You're going to go to wrestling or BJJ or kind of catch school is even weirder a sambo place no you're going to try to open up your own dojo most likely and this hopes on a framework where if you're not a regular teacher if you never taught mm-hmm. before you're never an assistant instructor this will help you develop a program to teach for the first time i agree so but yeah if if let's say i was a wrestler and i like wanted to start a judo program on the side for off season mm-hmm. or i'm a sankyu that wanted to open my own dojo in the middle of nowhere um, start a judo program there in YMCA or something, then I can see, like, yeah, this this would be very useful, but none, none of those paths are really available right now, right? So... Well, right now, nothing's available right now, all right? I'm doing judo in a park, all right? I'm doing judo in a park. Yep, so, which leads to the second part of my question is if someone could get something out of it, how how many dojos do you think will actually take this training course and change the way they teach because of it instead of being like hey look at the certification we've got and like hang up on the wall and collect dust i hope like you, yeah i can't give you an exact number like how many like 50 percent, 75 percent, 90 20 percent. i can't give you an exact number but i hope that most would try at least mm-hmm. even at our dojo i um trying to think who would I would try to teach this way. Mm-hmm. It was seeing this thing. I would try to implement it when I first, when we first get it or first try it out. I'm not sure if Philippe would, because he already, he has his own style, which is what his own style. What, but again, which is why it attracts a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah. his thing also kind of comes to this anyway. He does a lot of the stuff in here where mm-hmm. it talks about like one of the big things in here they keep talking about is extra fitness stuff, mm-hmm. doing fitness stuff. Don't just do judo, do fitness, do cardio. Do and we have fitness exercise. class on the, do yeah. gymnastics we have fitness classes we do gymnastics style stuff for warm-up already we do body um body lifting things we lift our mm-hmm. partners up certain ways see we do a lot of stuff already that's the whole thing that i look at this and i just see i've heard this already at the usa mm-hmm. nationals nationals winter nationals summer. i've heard this stuff already and most senseis should be already implementing this or should i be working off something similar to this so that's yeah i think exactly so what really surprised me out of this whole thing is it took them two years to, to well, let's not say implement, because I've actually seen a version of this uh, a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. nothing, there's more details, but nothing much core in the core part has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but take, take, taking you two years to release this after you announce it, it seems like... Well, you know, like I, I, do, I, I don't making know. Making these boxes are really hard and choosing what well, colors you want. I feel like there might have disagreements with the three uh, 
governing bodies, right? That's why I think of course. they yeah. took the most well, time. But what, what would you disagree about here? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I would disagree with personally. Personally, I don't think anything in here is super it's like off. pretty standard in how most dojos run right as far as the dojos i visit is how they yeah they teach, for the most so. part the only thing that i could see now this is an individual thing not a federation thing mm-hmm. for the most part but more individual is that for the younger divisions for the like divisions um one two three and i think even four where they encourage outside sports mm-hmm. to to build on your um to build on your ability now judo we're such a small program already so mm-hmm. I can't see a lot of senseis being like, you know, son or girl, daughter, Miha, you're good at Niwaza, right? Mm-hmm. You're really good at Niwazas. Maybe your parents should put you in some wrestling, or maybe you should add in some Brazilian jiu-jitsu onto that. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't see a lot of senseis being like, man, this is my good student. I don't want them going to another grappling system. And they, well, they don't want to go to another school in general a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want to lose their students. A lot of people just don't want to lose their students. We have a student of ours, like a really good, one of our uh, youth members, Mm-hmm. really good loves judo but he loves baseball too yep. so when baseball season comes he's gone. he leaves us yeah he's gone he's out doing he's not doing baseball and judo yeah and i understand when i was younger i loved combat sports i would do wrestling at school and then i'd get, go home my mom would take me to karate practice mm-hmm. i'd go do karate come home do my homework that was me a lot of parents aren't going to do that a lot of parents are going to be like all right get your football gear on let's go to football practice all right let's go to judo tonight now now with with wrestling and judo i guess it's more easier to do it mm-hmm. but even wrestling to bjj or judo to bjj i can see a lot of sense of being like i don't want to lose my student mm-hmm. i don't want to lose my good guy my good girl this is my national champion right here i don't want to put them in something else and i lose them so, you know? it goes back to what i said before it doesn't address the pipeline problem right like yeah you have this model and then you lose them to wrestling baseball other sports or you just don't have the people to apply this to in the first place, I mean, what I think the numbers were something like less than ten percent of um, judokas actually comp- compete in in the United States. Really, so, something like that. Like, a, Re- wow, really? I I'm pulling that number. It's okay. It it's might really be from just the dojos I've, really I've gone to. It's just really I don't just from the dojos I got. Maybe I only go to competition dojos then, because like almost every dojo I've trained at and gone to, it's always like. We go to competitions, we fight, we go. I mean, the numbers have been declining too. So you, you got to put that in account. But it's it's mm-hmm. some really low numbers compared to, let's say you go to uh, another country, like you your, your bracket's going to have at least, you're not going to get a participation medal, which is fairly often <laughs> that happens here where you fight in the best of three or or like there's only <laughs> two other people in your divisions so or you're guaranteed a medal. But <laughs> then say, I got third place. Great. How many people are in your division? Three. <laughs> great yay so, yeah so the numbers are definitely suffering and I, I think addressing the pipeline issue is is um is definitely well, it's about making just judo more popular we have to advertise somehow mm-hmm. everyone says like you need to put judo in the schools you don't need to put judo i, I disagree school. with that exactly you don't have to. putting yeah. in school is not the solution no i think it's just more putting it out there like mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's just we need a Super Bowl. It's just we Super Bowl commercial. I mean, that's what we need. We need a Super Bowl commercial. Remember when we trained? We were training at the park, and yeah, people came up and asked us, like, "Oh, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, like, can I sign up? Like, we need to think outside the box and yeah, do stuff like that. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe instead of pumping money into athletes, you rent like prime real estate on venice beach and you do like beach judo kind of like how the muscle beach is and yeah. the skate parks and stuff so and muscle judo yeah there's a beach judo <laughs> and it's like open, open that like you just 
have have people that come and like grapple and stuff. So I mean, I don't know how insurance is going to work, but then again, like, how does insurance work for skate parks? <laughs> you know, like I think it's skate your own risk. I, I'm more <laughs> I'm more scared of riding a skateboard than I am getting thrown. I, I'll tell you that. So. Well, you're a judo player. If you fall on a skateboard, you know how to ukemi. Well, Just not, ukemi. I'm not talking about like riding like on a flat surface. I'm talking about the, the, the tricks that they do in the swimming yeah, pool and all that You stuff go up, the, the board goes away, you forward ukemi, land on your feet, you're good. Yeah, but we need to think outside the box, I think, to rebrand judo because we don't, unlike BJJ, we don't have something like UFC to, to lean on or depend on. So, Well, even in UFC, when they have really good, well, the thing is like, there are some good judo players, some really good judo players in UFC. Mm-hmm. But whenever they go into Nawaza, whenever they go into groundwork, and I'm not hating on Judo, I'm not hating on BJJ, mm-hmm. I'm not hating BJJ right now. It's just the announcers, the coaches, everyone's like, oh, their BJJ is great. Or their BJJ is like, no, he's not a BJJ guy, the Judo guy. His Nawaza is good. And they never, they never promote, they never say, oh, that's Judo Nawaza right there. Or if someone does do a Judo Nawaza, like someone throw, I can't remember what fight it was, like last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. a girl that was a Judo player through a girl, straight into Keskatame. Yeah, uh, her, like the, in a the, yeah. Um, I forgot her name, but yeah, I, I uploaded that clip on Reddit. So yeah, had her in great Keskatame, yeah. just yanking on the head and stuff. And the ref, and not the ref, the announcer, are like, oh, that was a good judo throw there, but I don't know if that scarf fold's gonna work. That, that judo, I don't know that's gonna hurt. And the girl tapped from it. She didn't no, take that. No, neck. she she didn't tap from it. She she didn't tap out, from that crank. Rolled out into an armbar. Oh, it wasn't yeah. rolled out into an armbar. Okay. Yeah. But it's like they just hate. It's not they hate on judo. It's just they don't, they, they don't know proper, about it. I don't think they, they don't know about it. They don't give the proper it. respect yeah. that they should. They don't I, say, they can't oh, really, it's not respect. They, they don't train it. Like, you can't expect them to, to know it and they don't train it. But again, advertising. So, um, <laughs> back to the model. We keep drifting, yeah. switch, swapping <laughs> topics. I was supposed yeah. to join that Zoom meeting today, but uh-huh. I was like stuck waiting for them to let me join the room, and it never happened. And then, like mm-hmm. an hour later, I get an email telling me to join, and I joined and waited another hour and couldn't get in. <laughs> so I don't know what they were talking about because I'm like, hey, maybe I should join that meeting before I like criticize or um, put my input. We're not criticizing. That's the thing. People may say that we're criticizing. We're not criticizing. We're just talking about. I mean, yeah, said. this is this high, This stuff is good. Like it's needed. We don't have I, this. No. Yeah. If you're a beginner coach, if you're a, if you just got your show on stuff, you think about open. Or if you're just I a say, crap coach, like, <laughs> like well, wine. they're not going to admit that they're a crap coach. Yeah, like wine. Much. They think they're amazing. <laughs> they think they're great. <laughs> I have no national champions. No, oh God, it's not about all about winning, Juan. It's not all about winning. <laughs> Which they say in this, they actually do talk about that a lot. Not, in yeah, here. not like, about winning. Which is ironic, I think, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always about the winning. It's also, it's just about developing judo, about getting it, uh, the honor, respect, mm-hmm. the, the self-control, the self-confidence from judo and being able to take the moves and being able to, I like how they're sitting here. One of the things yeah. like, literally, we know, we learn how to get back up, yep. literally. That's literally, throw. figuratively too. But yeah. I, so I don't know what went on in that meeting. If anyone listening was in the meeting and could email us and let us know or drop us a message on Instagram or something, that'd be cool. Um, or if you had trouble with the meeting too, let us know. If it was just yeah, words, I, I, I don't know what it talked about. But at first, my let me ask you this. Would you pay okay. $30 to take this course? Not So this is a high-level thing. I assume it goes more in-depth when you take the course, but it's $30. Mm-hmm. Would you take it? if it, It's not out of the dojo's pocket, but out of your pocket. If, like I said, if I was a beginner coach, uh-huh, beginner right coach, now. beginner sensei, you, me right now, I might, okay. I might, if this was going to certify, get me another, um, 
four years my coaching certification? Yes, I would. Yeah, see, then, now you're talking about caveats. Like, again, it's back <laughs> to the whole hanging up on the wall and forget about it kind of thing, right? No, because I like this. I like it. But if it's not going to... Yeah, but then you're you know, not taking it because it's good material. It's because it, it serves a purpose. Other but than, I feel like I've heard this 10,000 times before with every coaching clinic I've gone to, whether see, you go to the USJ, USJF, or USA Judo. At first, I, I was like, I'm not going to pay for this because exactly <laughs> what, what you said, I've heard a billion times. Uh-huh. And, um, but now I'm like curious about it. I want to see what's <laughs> actually involved because I wasn't in that Zoom meeting. So they, uh-huh. they, they probably knew, knew what I was thinking and wouldn't let me in a Zoom meeting for that reason because they want my 30 bucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, so now I'm curious. So I might actually take it. Um, well, when they, do the, when they do the proper one, that's going to be a Zoom meeting as well, right? Uh, I think there's an online course and there's an in-person course, so I'm not sure. I wonder how they're going to do it right up, now. But I, I think you can take it now, so maybe I will just pay that 30 bucks. Um, hmm. I, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to require this for national coaches. Maybe. So take yeah. it, make sure you have a camera, like have your cell phone, your pocket <laughs> right here, record everything. Yeah. So um, one other thing, do you have anything to talk about before I like, talk about the the Canadian judo compared to the Canadian judo stuff I found. I didn't get to read the Canadian judo stuff. I tried to, but I couldn't open it. Okay. But another one that I thought was interesting about here is the sessions on how many days to train. Mm-hmm. Where when you get to when you want to be the national level, like what was it? Let me see right here. How many days was it? So when you're 16 up, when you're at the U.S. team national level, mm-hmm. they expect you to do five to ten days a week. Okay. So if you're doing five to 10 days a week, that's either one a day or doing two a days. Five to 10 days. There's only seven days in a week. What are you talking about? Uh, well, well, sessions. Five to oh, 10 sessions. sessions. Okay. Okay. That, that sounds about right if you're trying bad. to go to Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Which you're doing two a days, which you should be mm-hmm. doing if you're part of the national team and stuff. So you no problem. But the thing that I think is overworking, it's just, it's just a little thing to me, just a little interesting thing, is that they want you to do two a days of judo two-hour classes, which you should be doing two-hour classes anyways, mm-hmm. if you're at that level, we two-hour, no problem. But they still want you to add, to supplement, um, how many days was it? Uh, it's, not the, it's not in this one I'm looking at. But they wanted to supplement with, um, with what we do already, like aerobic, weight mm-hmm. training, CrossFit stuff, that's going to help you become a better judo player. But to me, when I read that, so they want 10 sessions a week minimum, and then add another, I, God, I'm not sure, I need, how many days was it? Let me look. I'm going to look like an idiot because I can't find this right now. I just realized I was using the wrong mic, so I corrected it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And I got so if you notice the, if you right notice the change in quality, that's what happened. Nah. Yes, I sound crystal clear now. Yeah. Uh, they added an additional four to six times a week for additional uh, weight training, CrossFit type stuff. So, mm-hmm. man, that's just a lot of workout, I think, right there. And I'm worried that they might get burnt out. But at that point, it should be your job at that point. Yeah. If you're on the Olympic team, it should be your job. So I thought that was really interesting. Them saying that mandating or just, I don't know if it's a suggestion or mandate at that point. If you're on the national team. Yeah. We should ask Johnny so, that. We should, we should ask Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so I know you didn't read the French stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna link it because I don't think it's on their official site. So you can Google it. That's how I found it. But um, mm-hmm. basically, the did I say French? I meant Canadian. 
because I was thinking of French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of French Canadian. Um, they have these PDF files that are very detailed about how to teach kids from the under seven, under nine, and under eleven and under thirteen age groups. Mm-hmm. So these PDFs are really detailed, and um, I can't imagine the co- like a the, that thirty dollar course that you take within a day could cover all the materials that those three PDFs covered. But I think that's what we need if you're talking about developing a framework for developing kids to become these national national judo athletes, players. Judo players. Um, and I mean, I found this online, so I assume it's for free. Uh, mm-hmm. I've noticed something similar in the French um, judo federation. Um, no, this is a French one, not the French Canadian. Right? Now I'm talking about French. Yeah, I, I looked okay. about, I looked it up. There's some similar stuff for the French one. I uh, haven't mm. found really any for the the British Judo Association, but they do have, um, they do have a lot of uh, information about how to start your own club, um, mm-hmm. how to market it, um, picking a storefront and the market demand, and like just like stuff that an athlete might not necessarily know about running a club. So they have yeah. a lot of help on on that end. And if you look at, I keep saying the Canadian judo, um, I would keep referring to it because I think they're a really good example because not too long ago, they were kind. I think they were kind of in the same spot that we were in the U.S. here. But now they, they, they have medals and they're doing great. And, um, but they, I heard when I went to the Nicholas Gill Clinic, they basically doubled their funding. So um, That's nice. Yeah, but they got, they got medals. So, Does, um, What's their prime minister's name? Whatever. I guess he judo. likes judo. Judo. Yeah, he must I think, like judo. I think he judo must ju- like judo. I actually think he trained judo at one point. But that's my point why. is, if, if you go to Judo Canada's website, um, under toolbox uh, for clubs, it's under development toolbox for clubs. You'll see it. Gu- uh, these are all detailed guides about um, how to manage a club, strength, power, and endurance, how to open a dojo, si- judo safety. I looked at that briefly. They tell they even tell you how to clean the mats, like how to make a bleach solution to clean the mats and um, okay. um there's some concussion prevention that we have that too but um nutrition there's a nutrition booklet about nutrition so now everyone knows about nutrition so some basic ones would would help a lot mm-hmm. and there's also a tatami loan program because most i think that's the biggest hurdle about clubs first is um finding a space right and number two yeah. is getting the mats mm-hmm. so the fact that they have this tatami loan program to get your club started they're addressing the pipeline problem. They're, they're cre- you, you know how, well, Canada's huge, but most of the population is centered in Toronto and Vancouver, right? Yeah. But there's still different places that don't have judo programs. So I think we kind of have something similar to them in terms of how mm-hmm. spread out we are. And this would help a lot because I always see online people are saying, we don't have a judo school here, but there's a BJJ school near me, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see that a lot. Yeah, so that's just some something to think about. Um, maybe that's a better spent funding and time. But <laughs> well, I, I it's obvious that they've used other programs to build this one right here. Mm-hmm. Look at other successful programs from France or Great Britain or wherever it is. What works for them was worked in Canada and tried to build on top of that. For us right mm-hmm. here in the US. But it does always come down to advertisement. We can try to build as much as we can, but if we can't get people in the on the mat, if we can't get people in the dojo, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And one of our biggest things we always go to is that we're the cheapest date in town. You know, judo is yep. one of the cheapest martial arts to do. Us and boxing usually are the cheapest ones. Yeah. 
And one of the reasons why, um, what to do with the kids in here, they focus on like making judo fun. Don't focus on the winning, don't focus on the rondoring stuff, which I can see a lot of people like, if all they know is that when they come to judo and they put their kids in it, they want their kids to do rondor and they want their kids yeah. to learn how to fight. And I think this also goes back to what Travis Streams was saying that you have to figure out is you're going to teach the martial arts, mm-hmm. you're going to teach the sport, which one are you going to do? Because you have to find a middle ground and you have to figure out who and what you're teaching to people. And I've had to do that myself with some of our students, you know, but it's about keeping people on the mat and mm-hmm. you got to get through the door. So it's about that advertising. It always comes back down to that damn advertising in America. Yeah, we need to make a judo movie. John Wick, when John Wick 4 comes yep. out, I'm put out a bunch of videos of this is what John Wick does and this is how it pertains to judo, all right? So Travis Steven actually asked a pretty good question on his live stream a while back, was like, when Ronda Rousey won um, the champion's belt in MMA, yeah. he was like, how many of you club owners out there ran Facebook ads, was what, what they asked. <laughs> and I think uh-huh. out of the whole chat, only like one or two people did and yeah. it was like there was like a few hundred people in there so well when kayla harris won that when she yeah, won how the many PFL people championship ran, last year yeah, how many people ran ads right i will say this that's one thing i did notice because i would i i didn't run ads but i'll put stuff out i put mm-hmm. more stuff out for judo when she was fighting because like get people in the dojo i i did notice that there would be an increase of female people interested in yes, judo after her matches exactly after all of her matches there would always be a female increase of like, I would get about three to five women that would come to the dojo and be interested in it. Maybe one or two of them would actually get on the mat, would do the stuff. Um, none of them lasted, sadly. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of them kind of did last, but she didn't do judo, but she loved the sport so much that she actually helped us out. Yeah. Or she enjoyed the sport enough that she helped us out, but she didn't stay with judo. Yeah. And I, I don't know what we should do. Should we... Like I said, when John Wick comes out, you make more videos about I, I said judo. It, I said it in the previous episode. We need a judo anime. <laughs> <laughs> a judo anime or a judo cartoon. <laughs> or a judo rap video. What? A judo rapper. That's what we need. Judo rap. A judo rapper. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because our dojo actually was a site for a commercial for... Um... God, I can't remember what it was. Ac- was it Acura? Yeah, it was an Acura. We did an Acura. They actually shot an Acura commercial at our dojo yeah. and they did judo in it. There were there were people fighting in the background. Mm-hmm. The main thing is that the main guy was throwing another person. And I waited so long for that video to come out. I never saw that commercial yeah. anywhere. I never, I looked it up on YouTube. Well, I, would check, our dojo, I would check the commercials. Our dojo was on TV for as the karate dojo. Even yes, <laughs> that was the first yes, thing I noticed. Not- the first thing I noticed was the, the <laughs> name of, we have signs up in our dojo of um, all the judo techniques. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Iponse Onage. So it's like a karate dojo with judo technique names in the back. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, I can't remember how long ago that was, like almost two, maybe three years now. Yeah. Actually, it might have been longer than that. The, the show, This Is Us, if you ever watched that show, there's a scene where one of the little boys learns karate with his dad, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be an African American karate club. And they actually used our dojo. There was an actual judo club there. <laughs> they actually shot at a judo club, which is very interesting. And I was actually hoping that they would use us more often. That's to be a big part of the character's yeah. life that he, he trains karate and stuff. So we come a lot, but it's only one time. Yeah. It's okay. But, so, so, sir. So, getting back to the AJDM, I do think it's good. I think it's good if you're a brand new person to mm-hmm. judo. Not if you're a brand new person, but if you're a brand new person that's looking to teach when develop a program, when open up your own club, or just mm-hmm. think of a way to refine your club. I think reading this, taking a class would help you out. Maybe I'll take a class and then I'll do a quick update on the next episodes in the beginning. So mm-hmm. 
we'll update you guys. Okay. I don't know if they're going to say it's like proprietary material and they got to sign a non-disclosure kind of thing, but. <laughs> they just have it, just your phone in your pocket right here. So the camera's facing outwards, record everything, put on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one thing that um, people I see online ask a lot is that what should I prepare for my first judo class? Like, mm -hmm. I want to, I want to, I'm interested in finding out about judo. Um, I want to do it. And do I need to get fit first? Do I need to buy this? Do I need to buy that? Um, do I need to like get boxing gloves? Like actually someone, <laughs> someone asked me before if they needed to buy hand wraps for judo, actually. Um, should I get hand wraps? I get some wrestling shoes, yeah, boxing so gloves, headgear. Let's, let's go with you. What, what do you, what is, um, what do you think is important? So one of the things that I always tell people when they first start doing judo and stuff is it's going to sound funny, but pain <laughs> because people aren't used to falling. That's just how it is. People aren't fall. Just doing simple ukemis, little, like just backward ukemis. Mm -hmm. People aren't used to it. And the whole thing of like tucking your chin, telling them mm -hmm. they'll put their head back and they hit their head or do a side ukemi, their arm goes out too much, they hit their elbow. You're going to be in a little bit of pain. Now, if you're at any dojo and you're being thrown the first day of class, I really don't recommend that. I, I think the, fir like people... the first month, I think, is probably overkill. But I think at least the first two weeks. With a, cra I think with after... a crash mat, I think it's okay. So I think doing on concrete outside the first two weeks is okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. Oh, I'm fucking around. All right. So what people, they, I know our name is the gentle way. And mm -hmm. one of the bad things is that people, they'll look online and they'll see people say, oh, judo is very similar to BJJ. And BJJ is all on the ground for the most part. They don't have a lot of takedowns. They start on the ground for the most part. So there's not a lot of like heavy hitting on the ground. Mm -hmm. Now there is the chokes and the arm bars and stuff. So that's going to get sore. But being thrown on the ground by somebody, even on cushioned mats, even on soft yeah. mats, like we have the two inch thick mats. It still hurts if you're not used to it. If the impact, you're going to be shocked. Yeah. And I all, try to ease people into it. All martial arts no, no, has some going. sort of pain or risk of injury. That we're just going to put that out there. All all legit martial arts. Like obviously, if you go to a, you go to um a cardio kickboxing class, right? That's <laughs> not gonna the type of hurt I'm talking about is not like oh my muscles are sore, right? And I'm talking there's there's risk of injury like getting concussed <laughs> when you go to a boxing class um judo same thing but um but the i think when people first come i try to tell them like hey if anything gets too much for you let me know mm -hmm. all right you can sit down you can sit out but let me know don't just walk off the mat that's very disrespectful okay. so some quick things i, I want to like just like I tell list people off. when they come that you're gonna feel pain it's gonna hurt a little bit i okay. think you're i think you're lagging a little bit so we we're kind of decent oh, right yeah but some quick things i want to just like cross off is um do I need to get fit first? No, you'll get fit by doing judo. You don't get fit first and doing judo. Just pace yourself, just like every other sport, right? Two, do I need to buy anything? Usually for the first class, no. You want to call and ask first, usually. Just buy a gi. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you buy a gi and then you, you watch class and you don't like it, then <laughs> um, cut your nails, toenails and fingernails. Um, what else? Oh, and we remember that we had that one girl that 
showed up and doesn't really know what judo is, but she bought a gi and paid like yeah, all she that did money. everything. I, I felt really bad for her. I told her to watch class first, but she was like, but no, she was I like, want to do judo. But she's like, I've never done judo before. I don't know what it is. So if you don't know what, what judo is, please go online or go on YouTube and look up what it is. So yeah. And w- one thing with that is that don't just go online and look at judo and stuff. Watch competition judo, watch like judo techniques and stuff, see what it is. And if you go to a class, stay the entire time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know it's gonna be boring two hours. You're not gonna be doing anything just watching, but stay and see how the class goes. Don't just watch because I get a lot of people that come in, they'll watch the warm-ups, they'll watch a little bit in a waza, muchgomis, maybe some pulling drills. Yeah, a lot of people leave, leave dur- yeah, a lot of people leave during the Nawaza part. I noticed. It's like we're not doing the fun stuff yet. <laughs> we're not doing the high impact, but like, you gotta see when people fly. <laughs> Yeah, so stay for the whole class. Watch it first, see if you like it. Um, every dojo's intensity is slightly different. Um, so you want to see if it fits you. Um, but in America, it's kind of hard because you, if you live in a place that only has like one dojo within the 200-mile radius, then there's really not much you can do. Um, yeah. But make sure it's a cultural fit. Um, not, not that I'm not saying like some guys are assholes or whatever, but just make sure you feel comfortable there. Um, Maybe some people are just like too intense for you, the intensity. Sometimes people are too relaxed and they're more closer to Aikido kind of judo. Um, so find, find something that fits you and a sensei that you, you like. You, you don't want to show up to a place that you hate training with the people there every day and then eventually you're just going to quit anyway. So, yeah, well, that's a really good thing. That's why I say, like, you got to stay and watch class. When I found a Hollywood judo, I kind of I loved it as soon as I went there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about just, uh, people the atmosphere it just felt much more it caters to everyone i've been to some places where it's like this is the way we train if you don't uh, train like this then go somewhere else but yeah i feel like the way that uh philippe trains it's kind of like targets competitors and also recreational people Mm -hmm. so that that's why we have a lot of adults i think so yeah that's one of the uh, biggest adult schools in southern Mm -hmm. california in la area that's so why you guys I drive want to train judo. If you guys, <laughs> if anyone's out there that lives in LA area wants to try judo and stuff, and you live somewhat near Hollywood uh, or LA, like we're the closest thing I'd say mm-hmm. is that we're near LACC. We're a few blocks away from LAC. Yep. Come visit, you know, try us out. And if you don't like us, there's tons of places in Los Angeles to try mm-hmm. judo out. To try any dojo out. Yeah. Um, so some of the things I want to point out is stay hydrated. Most people don't drink enough water throughout the day. And if you chug water like an hour before a class, you're going to throw up, especially, <laughs> especially as a beginner, when you're tumbling, you're doing rolls, and you're not used to it, right? Mm-hmm. So drink water throughout the day. Um, take breaks and don't be afraid to ask to take a break in class if you're not used to it yet. And sip your water, don't chug it again. Um, let people know if you're going to a restroom, because I, I think we, <laughs> one time we had a guy like pass out in the restroom. Like, I know what we have a guy passed down the restroom. No, I, I don't know if it's our know old dojo guy, or oh, you're older. I've yeah. had guys throw up in my dojo, like throw up in my bathroom yeah. before because I had guys like talk big, talk tough. Then you start doing judo, it's a lot for them. Mm-hmm. They start hurling in the back, yeah. So, make let someone know it's just other than respect is a safety thing. So, or maybe there's a, a break around the corner and sensei wants to finish talking about whatever. So, um, just what be, else? when you go to a dojo. Be respectful, mm-hmm. ask questions, don't leave the mat without asking for permission, and be ex- expecting, judo is a combat sport, so expect to have, um, I don't want to say combat, but it's going to be a little rough. 
Falling's tough. I understand. Mm-hmm. It might be hard for people. You get used to it. It's not going to feel like that all the time. You, you yeah. get used to it. Your body gets used to it. You get tough to it. It becomes nothing. You get better falling techniques. So, mm-hmm. and listen to the senseis when you first start doing judo. When they talk about it. one of the most important thing is falling. So if they tell you forty-five degree at the hands, hit forty-five. Don't stick your arm out. You might get scared later. Put your arm out during a throw, mm-hmm. and you might dislocate an elbow or mess up your knee or something because you stiffened up too much. It's judo. No, especially at dodo it's practice it's practice just go yep. with the flow just go with the throw all right yep don't don't try and muscle everything that's how you get hurt yeah. and um one thing one thing that's really good advice that um the sensei in japan told me was as you get older you have to adjust the way you train so if you're a older adult coming to, to train judo or you're out of shape don't i think i mentioned already but don't try to keep up with what everyone else is doing especially in your first class You're, there's no way and that's just asking to get hurt um oh yeah and i see that a lot of people that are retired yeah. for like retired judo players get back mm-hmm. into it you're not 20 anymore man i'm sorry yep. you're not 30 anymore and uh it happens you all age yep i feel it now i'm tired now already the older you are the longer it takes you to warm up and the re- one reason for that is because you can't do the same movement that the young people are doing, like those handstand rolls and like just these intense movements. You can't do them anymore. So you got to do like in running in place, hopping in place, jumping jacks, like more um, safer and less intense stuff. But it takes longer to warm your body up that way. So if you're an older person, try and come earlier and like warm up a little bit before the general warm up class um, and work up a sweat before you start getting into it so that prevents injuries and don't overstretch stretch save the stretching for after class don't stretch too much before class because that actually increases your injury rate because you're loosening up your muscles too much that they're not holding your joints together and all that stuff correctly so in the end if you're enjoying it or if you're not enjoying it just try to stick with it for a little while they say that you have to do something for a mm-hmm. month to make it into a habit for you to get used to some to get used to it so don't give up keep doing it keep trying it out and stuff don't just do one day and be like i don't like it don't just do a week and be like i don't like mm-hmm. it. You gotta try it out you gotta try it build into it that's all i can say yep one other key thing that was lasting for me um is if you're one of those dojos where you have different senseis teaching at the same time then the stuff that they tell you might differ slightly and that's not necessarily a bad thing some people would be like why did this sensei say that and this sensei said this? They must not know what they're talking about. But that sensei might be taller and sensei B might be shorter, so they might do the same throw slightly different. And maybe he has an injury that he doesn't have, so they do it slightly different too. So I recommend you learn, stick to one either. If you can't, um, if you're kind of confused and just stick to one way of doing it. Otherwise, try and learn from everyone and pick what works for you and do it that way. But yeah Find well, what one, works for one you. last thing that when you brought up the sensei the rhino <laughs> is that when you first start most likely you'll be set with like the white belt and you know a separate sensei or mm-hmm. a separate instructor just because you're with them doesn't mean you're not going to go to the advanced class but don't think because you know a little bit that you can go to advanced class that's mm-hmm. one of the things i've seen is people that will start doing judo be decent at it catch pick it up pretty quickly and then be they want to go to advanced class really fast and they go to advanced class do some run Dory or Nawaza and just get destroyed or get a hard throw and then they quit. It's okay. It is one thing that I was told in judo when I first started years, years ago, judo is a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
Yep. Okay. It is okay to walk, to crawl, walk, then run. Don't yep. worry about it. You don't have to sprint it out right when you start. There will be times when it's frustrating. I've had people literally tell me that they cry in the car after class because of how they can't throw I'm sorry. anyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's I'm not. not a, I swear I'm not a bully. It's I'm, just, not I'm just rough. I'm just a little strict. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not because the, of the senseis being mean, but it's kind of like how frustrating judo is to them. And You're going to plateau. You're, when you yeah. get higher up, you're going to hit plateaus, but you got to break through them. And you, so you got to work harder to get through it. It's not just plateaus, but when you... Yeah, plateau is one of them. Everyone hits them, right? In every sport. But when you start off, people obviously someone's not someone who's been training for years is not going to straight up smash you, right? And like destroy you, right? But as you get better, they're going to have to try a little yeah. harder and harder and, and to, to toughen you up and get you better and stuff. So to you, it seems like you're not getting better because you're never throwing this guy. But in reality, that guy is like not going easy on you over time. So <laughs> he keeps he keeps adding a Oh, he's, okay, he's only gets. So I'm gonna get a little higher, make it a little higher, and it just keeps going like this. Why can't I catch up? Because I keep on ratcheting it up. That's yep. why. Like for like for example, when I go with new people or lower belts, I don't grip fight with them. I just let them get whatever mm. grip they want. Then for oh, me, yeah. I get to practice avoiding the throws or um, moving them with these uncomfortable grips, and also they spend less time focusing on the grips and more time trying to to throw me. But once they get to a certain level, I'm like, okay, I need to like deny them that grip or i need to make them work for it yeah then, make them work a little bit harder yeah now. then then i kind of uh make them work for the grip a little bit to try and introduce that little bit of grip fighting and a little bit more pressure so it's just a, another example that's great so please stick with judo don't quit everything's gonna take some time and you're not gonna get rome wasn't built in a day you're not gonna get a black belt in two weeks okay or in six months unless you right? buy so it, it from some north time. korea <laughs> we have no problem. Uh, do we have problems? I, I I have nothing in common to right now. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys learned something from mm -hmm. it. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at the gr8 underscore Juan. You can follow Anthony at Anthony Throws. Mm -hmm. uh, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Please like our stuff. Follow us on all the platforms that you can find our uh, podcast at. And if you have any questions, comments feel free to give them to us. Yep. Our email is at tatamitalk at gmail.com. So if you have any questions or feedbacks or uh, hate mail, then <laughs> yeah, send, send it our way. Why not? We love, yeah. I love some hate mail. I love some hate <laughs> mail. I'm glad because Anthony gets the hate mail and then he reads it to me later. Yep. <laughs> I'm the hate mail reader. I, I filter. I'm the secretary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Talk Until to you guys time. later. Peace out.